0: To another episode of the Art Versus Commerce podcast. Uh, thanks for coming back after the holiday break. I hope that um, your Christmas and New Year's was awesome. Hopefully, some time off. I know for the freelance life, it uh, that's hard to come by. So we're back. We're back in it. And um, actually, for the past couple of years, for me, every New Year uh, starts off with a really fun project: um, shooting a music festival recap for Holy Ship. Which is a music festival on a cruise ship in the Caribbean, like I said, it is um, it's a really nice way to start off the year and um, that is with that is directed by Agatha Alexander, uh, someone who's become a, a good friend of mine over the years, and she is such a unique and you know hilarious individual. I think her her sense of humor and her wit combine for something really interesting and it it becomes quite apparent in all of her work. Um, Agatha does a lot of uh, unique music videos and uh, music festival recaps, but she goes about, I don't, she approaches the scene so differently than a lot of what's out there. A lot of what's out there has, in a sense, become cookie cutter, and um, you, you tend to expect what you're going to see, but she takes on things in a whole different way. Um, she writes these long skits that end up, you know, she she shoots them in, in, in L.A. with, you know, great, great cinematographers and the, the whole approach is as if it was a short film for a lot of them. And, uh, you know, her writing skills are great and her directing is incredible. And I think that she's completely transforming what that genre is. And at this point I feel like, you know, she's on the, she's on the cusp of growing out of it entirely. Um, it'll always stay fun, but I think that, uh, her future is definitely in, in, in movies. And so we speak about how she, Get, goes through that entire process she grew up in Sweden and she came over here and you know had been in love with music videos ever since she was young and so it's just really fascinating to see I think we all get to a place of we all get to our place differently and and for her it was through music videos and what she's doing with them it, it's just practice and breeding ground for what's to come I'm sure and you know she is the first female that we've, sp- we've spoken to on the pod and it's, um, it's interesting, especially cause I, I what, what your perspective is obviously always influences the work that you're making. And I think, you know, for women, there is this, especially in uh, the EDM hip hop scene, you know, things are often almost always from a male gaze and, you know, sex sells, especially in that genre. And so for her to be involved in this, um, and to be leading a charge in a certain way is really fascinating. And we talk about that. And we talk about what that, what it means to be a woman in in this industry and how she deals with it, both practically, and then also with her creative stuff and and the types of things that she makes and really interesting about perception. And, you know, if the same exact thing that she made was made by a man, if that would be allowed or how it would, how it would be viewed differently. And so that whole conversation I, I found, you know, incredibly interesting and something that I had been wanting to talk to her about for years at this point. You can check out her work at agataalexander.com, and, you know, it's, uh, it's been a few weeks since an episode and it just it feels good to get back into it and uh, happy to be uh, kicking off 2016 with all of you. So, you know, as always, thanks for being here.
1: I was super into dancing. I was convinced I was going to be a dance choreographer for Justin Timberlake. <clears throat> I was absolutely sure that that was my ending goal.
0: Were you dancing all the time?
1: Yeah. Eight hours per day, 12 years, ballet, jazz, hip hop, pop lock. I taught pop locking and jazz. So you were like doing it constantly. I was legit. I was too legit to quit. This is going to be great. This is a great interview already. I'm killing it. Were you going to go to school for it? I went to school for it. I mean like college? Like were you going to? Yeah. I, I mean I danced from age seven. So when I got to like high school in my town there was a super artsy. My town, my hometown in Sweden. I'm from Sweden. It, it was a super artsy town. And there's very into like culture and music and arts for youth. So um, in high school there was a dance program and I got into that and just danced all the time When you were doing
0: this type of dance where you I mean it says you you said you were into Justin Timberlake Were you also like being fascinated by music videos?
1: Yeah, I loved music videos that was just you know mesmerizing to me Um, Were you thinking about filmmaking at all? No, I was just just like this is cool <laughs> that, that was my. This is cool. That was my extent of uh, music video uh, knowledge and goals. I was like, "This is cool. I'm gonna be involved in this."
0: And I would imagine, like, growing up in Sweden, how long were you in Sweden? Twenty years. So you were. You're only. I mean, like, film and video were. Was your access to Americana? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I started. Uh, after high school i got into this dance school in stockholm and i went there and my dance teacher were like super unsupportive they musicals are very big in sweden so everyone just uh, thought that naturally if you're into dance you want to do jazz hands and shit like that as uh if you ever see a picture of me you can probably tell that that is super not my thing so i would be in another room like dancing to you know afix twin or 9 inch nails or whatever <laughs> and they're like god she's so freaking weird and then one day i just realized that this sucks and i'm just going to quit and this was a, you know 12 year waste of time and i just walked out of there and never came back when you when you did what was the breaking point um, I think it was the jazz hands I think there was like a. <laughs> I swear to God I think there was like a special guest dance teacher and he was a musical guy and it's like some big superstar and I just looked at him I was like no fucking way am I spending my day with this guy and I got the keys to another room to like work on my AFIX twin choreography and I just stood there and looked myself in the mirror and it was just like one of those like traumatic points in the movie where you're just like "Yeah, who am I? How old, <laughs> like, how
0: old <laughs> did that happen? 19 and you would, up until that point, you were pretty sure you a were going to Not a million
1: percent. That was it. That's all I did. That was my life. Nothing else. When
0: you, when that like reality hit you yeah. pretty clearly Hard. And I guess in the moment, Yeah, did you immediately know where you were going yes. creatively?
1: Yes. I walked out and I was like, I'm going to be a freaking music director. Watch me. And then I realized I've never, you know, picked up a camera or, you know, I played like cards on a computer like i barely knew how to send an email so i was like this might be a little tricky but i'm gonna do it so i lied to my dad my dad like put me in a chair He's like you gotta figure out what you're gonna do with your life you got to be a dentist and i'm like yeah that's not gonna be my thing but i'll like you know i'll i'll take some computer class and i told him i took a computer class but i went to film classes and he didn't he didn't know you know no he just felt like a computer is just the future that's good do that <laughs> so he was hands off yeah why, why were you so... Why was it such a clear thing? Had I don't know. I think because... Brewing the mus- in the background? Yeah, because the music videos were so inspiring to me. I knew that, well, if I'm not going to choreograph what's in them, I can maybe direct them, you know? Yeah. Because every time I heard music, I had these uh, ideas, these visions. Like, that sounds so stupid. But I did. Like, I always wanted to... When I was a, thought I was going to be a choreographer, I always wanted to incorporate visuals in my uh pieces like it would be more like an installation rather than just a performance you know like there would be a video playing or there would be things hanging from the ceiling that you could grab onto and people would fly up like it was more of an art piece than just like oh they're doing you know berets and that's it
0: yeah coming up with ideas was not your uh issue
1: no ever i have too many of them i just had to figure out where like what what are these ideas and where are they gonna fit
0: and how much of those ideas, like, how much from, of your environment was involved in these ideas? Was a lot of it about, like, getting away from Swedish stuff?
1: I think a lot of Did it was wanna, just... Did you want to, like, get out? No, I, I, w- I wasn't really aware that I wanted to get out yet. Mm. I think I just always knew that I wasn't really fitting in. I knew I was weird. I've always known I've been weird like that's never been a question mark for me it's like oh I just always know I didn't really fit in like my friends even now they were grown up it's like you were so weird I'm like I know I was a weirdo that's fine you know so
0: any I- idea where that comes from?
1: I think it's because I'm born in Poland, so my family's Polish, and when you put a Polish family that's just a mom and a dad and a kid in Sweden,
0: you're already out. You're
1: just already a weirdo. And (laughs) and Polish people have really dark sense of humor with like the history, you know? Yeah. And I I love that. And the Swedes don't really have that, so automatically, like my jokes were, I joked a lot, like I was a jokester, and people didn't really like it. Like they were offended a lot, took it personally you know yeah
0: and so then once you decided I'm gonna do music and I'm gonna I'm gonna do music video specifically wh- why how'd you get from Sweden to the US and was this a, was the creative passion part of it
1: right so the way I first came to LA was because of a dude. <laughs>
0: I came Good reason here, as any
1: Yeah, I came here to visit him when I was like nine, 9, like probably 20 It must have been like right when I quit dancing The first thing I did was like, I'm just going to go to LA and see this dude So I went here and, uh, well, to LA And uh, I just fell in love with the city Like I forgot about him real quick I was like, I kind of want to be here, you know So then after that, when I went to film school in Sweden, it just I always knew that ending goal was to come to L.A. Like I walked into film school was like, yeah, I'm going to move to L.A. And I was like, God, who is this idiot? Like, she's not going to do anything like, yeah, I'm going to be a music video in L.A. Just watch me. And it kind of just worked out. I'm very stubborn. But when you got here, not
0: I mean, you knew this one guy. How did you like how are you dealing with? supporting yourself and also like supporting your passion how are you doing that? especially as right an international kid <clears throat> that must have been yeah well the
1: trip to LA was very cheap I mean I bought like a cheap ticket and yeah. I was staying at a hostel in LA and that is not a pretty thing like no. you know I was staying with like 10 people in one room but Mm -hmm. it was fine like I was you know a young kid living the dream coming from Sweden to Los Angeles Hollywood California you know it was insane but in Sweden uh, a lot of schools are don't cost money like you don't have to pay for school so that was the beautiful thing for me like you have to pay to survive obviously yeah and you get a loan from the uh, Swedish government to do that so I'm still paying that off and it's worth every penny because that film school was unbelievable. But Oh wait, they were paying for your school in the U.S.? No, I never... Uh, well, no, no, no. Yeah, Actually, yes, they did. But first I went to school in Sweden. Okay. So first I did two years in Sweden, which was basically four years cramped into two because you don't like do any like math or history or whatever. It's just film. It's just film history. Sounds great. It's just film every day from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and then you stay there till freaking 10 because that's, you know, you live and breathe around. it. Yeah. And that's all we did for two years. And then after that, I... You know, for me to get into the American market, I had to um, go to school first. Like, there's no way I can just, like, move here, you know? So I went to uh, school and just took some, like animation classes some you know editing classes and then like really quickly realized that I'm super way ahead of this group of people to the point where I was like teaching the editing class <laughs> like Yo, the wha- teacher was like can you just
0: do this one for me while what as- I what aspects made you realize how far ahead you were like in terms of your concepts or also just technical abilities? just
1: technical abilities like I had no idea that that was you know and the fact that I like When I went to film school in Sweden, I did an internship in L.A., and a lot of people that do internships, they're just like, oh, I'm going to make some coffee at this company and be, like, around all these cool people. I did that for, like, exactly six hours, and then I realized my coffee was horrible, and these people probably hate me. And I was like, listen, guys, like, would you just sign my internship papers, and I'm just going to go and do, like, music videos. So they're like fine they just wanted to get rid of me at this point like it was like it's i'm not going to say the name of the companies because i guess what they did wasn't right but it was pretty big companies in la and i just found like two three bands on myspace and i like emailed them like hey like i'm from sweden do you want me to do your music video i'll do it for free and they're like okay and i borrowed my friend's camera like drove out to the desert shot a music video and just like did three videos like super from the bootstraps type of like, stuff like yeah on. like by myself like shot it edited it like they're just like not like who's this freaking swedish girl but we want a free music video and then like i realized like i can do this like i'm not bad at this so when um what made you realize that like at what point did you realize that this is your big bet on um, moving
0: here it was working
1: I don't know if, like, it's always been, it's always scary. You know that? Like, you're always like, I'm still not sure this is, like, going to work out. I don't know. Does a part of you still have some irrational fear of get, oh. having to move back? Uh, Probably not. Not That's to move back. Yeah. yeah. But it, it was there for a long time, for sure. Yeah. Screw that. I love Sweden, but I don't want to live there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, So you, what happens when you make these three, these music videos, like, Distraction started right.
1: So when I did those, then my school was just like, "Oh, she is a music video director because I made them look like way better than they were." Like I'm really good at taking a budget and making it look like way more than it is. So with nothing at that point in time, I made it look like oh, I'm a music video director. That's right, even though these bands are completely unknown. So these teachers and these schools here were just like, "Oh, like you're way ahead of everybody. Like why are you doing here?" I'm like, "Well, I'm here because I'm Swedish and this is the only way I can." Stay in the country <laughs> so please don't kick me out of your class you know but yeah
0: well then wh- where where's the next step how does it get bigger like at what point w- were you actually trying to find stability and being a professional
1: oh it's every day like you've every day i went to school I, I went home and you know that myspace was a big thing back then so there's a lot of myspace communication with other bands just like getting bigger bands to see you and let them let let have them let you do a music video for them like that was just you know inching up on the ladder when did you make one where you were like okay like uh, this is this is actually a name probably not until probably like maybe 3 years ago really yeah like that's when i was like okay now i'm i'm getting somewhere here who was it i think well actually i'm going to say maybe longer than that there was this band called five finger death punch that i did a music video for <laughs> but you know they were, like, just kind of starting out when I did a music video for them. And then they've blown up. Mm.
0: But, like, what, was there a moment where you're dealing with... The stakes were big enough that you were like, oh, man, like, this is the opportunity I've been working towards. And, like, did how did you deal with that? Was, that, was there a lot of fear or was it just excitement?
1: I think I feel that, like, still a lot. Like, this is... I constantly run into people's like oh my god I've been wanting to do this for such a long time but I think the first time must have been black light burns which is uh, Wes Borland from L- Limp Bizkit, his, like, side band. Mm. And I was such a huge fan of Black Light Burns. Like, it was, like, got me through breakups. Like, it was just, like, that band, you know? So I wrote to him on Facebook. Now we-, now we upgraded to Facebook. I wrote to him on Facebook because he commented on, like, a friend's, like, page. I'm like, oh, my God, that's Wes Borland. I'm going to invite him, you know? So I wrote him. I was like, hey, like, I just make videos. Like, I'm a fan. Like, whenever you want to do something, I am so down. And I had done, like one video that was super proud of at that point so i just sent him that and he's like okay and we met up like a year later when he wrote the new album and it's like we just bonded and decided to do it but that simple yeah getting it it. that was that simple
0: and when you were when you were doing it how did you deal with was there fear of
1: of screwing it up terrified but i'm still terrified every single time i do a music video i'm terrified But you do a good job of hiding that yeah like i mean it's just because the thing is, when I do music videos, I always make sure I, when I write and come up with ideas, that I don't feel safe. Like when I know that I don't feel safe, I know it's going to be a good video. How do you, that
0: makes sense, but how do you deal with that practically?
1: You sleep poorly and you just, you know say why do I do this to myself I'm such an idiot like I can't do this anymore I just don't want to live like this and then you do it it's like turns out so awesome it's like yeah it's cool I did that I did all that shit that's right I'm a genius
0: <laughs> so you yeah there is that whole trajectory of um, you love the idea then you hate yeah. the idea and then you have to you do it. it
1: yeah terrified I mean I'm scared all the time all the time I'm just driven by fear
0: <laughs> <laughs> I understand that um, so so while you were doing these music videos, did you... Was there any other work that was going on?
1: Like, how are you supporting yourself right. through this? Because so especially music videos, maybe yeah, back in the day no. they provided, but not anymore. No, I mean, I'm still struggling to make money off of music videos. Like, it's not a lucrative business by any means. But at that point, in the beginning, I was also an editor. Like, because I edit all my work. So I edited for other people. And I edited... I actually... The the, the big... in. This substantial income that started was when I met Kevin Kerslake, who's an, an, another music video director from the 90s, like Nirvana videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. He was working with Insomniac and with Hard, and uh, I started just doing camera work for him, just like... You know, my seventy out the, the crowds and whatever, and uh, then he asked, like, "Wait, so you edit too?" I'm like, "Yeah," and he just gave me like a little clip, like a test, like, "We'll, we'll just edit this clip," and I just like kicked ass and like just weeded out the other <laughs> editors, and it was just I was just the editor for him at that point. That and that brings up your directing chops too. Yeah, I mean, the editing is just, I I couldn't imagine being a director that's not an editor. Mm -hmm. like I could imagine someone else editing my work why is that? because everyone thinks that it's like oh but that's so bad because you don't you don't know how to kill your darlings I'm like a darling murderer like (laughs) I will just axe that head so quickly because I just know if more than one person tells me like this is not really working like oh yeah that's going out like I'm not even going to question it and like usually when they say it like I've always felt it a little bit too but I've just kind of liked it for some stupid reason you know but yeah I think it's For a director, pre-production and being on set, your level of efficiency is skyrocketing by being an editor, too.
0: And it seems like editing was what was actually giving you the financial base to support yourself. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, it still does.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like a lot of people, I try and discuss the fact that there's certain aspects of this world that you can get hired to do for other people. Yeah, like that That's pay. And you have to have those because if you're... I mean, it's like just being a writer. Yeah. I don't know. It's like yeah. really hard. Like yeah. unless, unless you're writing TV shows. Absolutely. I don't know where you're getting... Your, how you're managing that.
1: No way. I, I don't know either. But also I think with... Now to loop everything together, I think dancing for 12 years really helped my editing. Rhythm. Oh my God. Like I know when, it, when something works. I just see it because it's just... That's, well, that's what I've been looking for my entire childhood movements that's interesting so I mean
0: like how many things outside of filmmaking that affect your filmmaking yeah like what else because you're that's, you're listening to you talk about your ideas yeah uh, obviously music videos can live in a world that don't need to make logical physical yeah. sense so like you go off the fucking wall like yeah. where, where where are you like Where your hobbies or interests so that you can kind of keep yourself diverse.
1: Right. Well, I always thought that I was going to be a music video director that does kind of like those, I I always call them flimsy ideas that don't have a storyline or whatever. And then like I started doing storyline stuff and I was like oh my god, it's so much fun to tell a story. Like, I have stories wait a minute. And then I realized like maybe I was meant for this, you know, and now I want to be a filmmaker. But uh, I still like doing flimsy videos too because it's artsy and fun. But I love like I all my videos probably have like a little bit of death in them like I think about being like I think about mortality a lot I think about um what it means to be human I think about depression feelings emotions like very just human things interests me and I think you know grow, growing up in Sweden depression was like a huge thing just you why is it It's very dark there. Like literally? Literally. Yeah. And uh, it's just part of me, I think. So you just think those thoughts that people love to avoid, I relish in them and dive and just like sit in there for days and like just feel miserable. And then it's like, oh, why do I do this? And then, you know, something comes out of it, you know?
0: Well, at at least you have a healthy outlet for it.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Does... Do you think that you're that being a female, like h- how does that affect your creativity or how how you're viewing all of these topics?
1: Right. I don't necessarily think it affects my creativity. I think it's weird to say, but I think I kind of my ideas are very manly, you know, like What makes sense? Because the things you would expect a female to come up with in the music video world or the world I'm in at right now, like, I think it's not what I do. And it sucks to say that, but it's kind of true. It's well, what do you, what do you mean? Like, what you examples? know, like, um, the ideas that I come up with are kind of, uh, a little edgy, you know, there's a lot of edge happening. There's thoughts that are like maybe can sometimes be confused, and people think I'm against females. And a lot of people think a dude directed my videos because it's like, wait, what is this video saying, you know? But uh, I think it's interesting. I kind of use the fact that I am a female. To my advantage, because I, when people do find out that I'm a female, it's like, oh, there's a whole new level to this video now. Because what I thought was like so against females is now maybe saying something else because a female made it. You know, it's inter-
0: it gives you some sort of, it gives you a really interesting leverage.
1: Yeah, it does, and I use it for that. In what ways have you like? Can you think of that you've used it? Well, I mean, blatantly, there was an article written that I was just, you know, a sexist awful director that made really you know anti-female videos and the the writer uh did not realize that i was a female and it was really fun to just tell him that i'm a lady when you told him personally yeah i wrote to him he didn't reply to me but then Mm -hmm. everyone on the internet kept telling him that i'm a female and he's like well that's not the point it's like no it's actually exactly the point that you're trying to make
0: what attracts you to like telling to making stories like that that only because it's coming from a female does it give it some sort of legitimacy against being sexist
1: uh i don't know i think i don't think it's i think it's stuff that everyone thinks about and i think it's you know i think it's far to. i think it's fun to push the envelopes and be like oh my god i can't believe that just went there you know story-wise visually i think it's just so like the world is so unfair like what's up with like the nipple thing like why can't i be comfortable like that's just so bizarre so for me i and i'm european so like boobs like who gives a crap like it's so bizarre (laughs) but uh what was the question again if i use that to my advantage
0: i mean like what what are you why i get not not even the same question but why are you doing it
1: Why, why does it feel important to it, it does because I don't feel I feel like people are a little bit stuck up and people should think outside their boxes and boundaries and I like making people a little bit uncomfortable sometimes because they shouldn't be like it's like the things they're uncomfortable about is like you've know you've I know you've thought about it I know you go home and look at boobs I know you thought about fucking that chick and then not talking to her after that like I know you have like we all know, we've all done it and it's like come on. So putting things out into the open.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it gets you can do it in a way that a guy, even with the best intentions... Would I not guess, get away with. You yeah. can't.
1: Yeah, I can. And I'll do it. So you're like trying to have a dialogue. I, I try. I think some videos. I mean, not all of them. Like the comedy hard stuff is like so far away from... Di- I mean, different dialogue, but not from this female equality thing.
0: Well, it's interesting because being in a world, being in the EDM world yeah. or
1: hip hop world, yeah, um,
0: both of those can be misogynistic. Yeah. And you're sitting here like taking creative opportunities with people that are kind of at the head of the scene. Right. Um, do you feel a responsibility
1: to changing the dialogue or be, or um, like being a part of it? I do feel... Ju- I, I don't necessarily feel a responsibility. I feel just that I would never want to do something that I can't stand for. Like, I feel like I don't, like, I would never, I could never do something where it's like, no. You know, if I hear a song and there there's just lyrics in there, and I'm just like, what is this guy talking? Like, I just can't even, there's no point. You know, I can't stand by this. I'm just going to skip this song or skip this artist or whatever or if i'd like know things about certain people i kind of don't want to work with them you know but i don't necessarily know if i feel like it's a responsibility i like doing i would like for it to open eyes that's cool but i don't feel like it's my mission in life necessarily
0: right have you had moments where have women pointed this out to you or that they have that they enjoy what you're doing yes Has there been dial like com- what of those conversations like, like females yeah have they like pulled you aside and been like i, n- I see what you're doing and like no I really not appreciate-
1: necessarily i think it's just like they watch a couple of the videos i think of specifically and they just go wow that i really understood that like that is that hit i'd get that like i know exactly that music video just resonated with me like that that happens yeah how
0: much of this stuff are conscious decisions versus kind of this is automatically the type of ideas that you'd want to be doing
1: with any given material um I think it's conscious decisions you know like always for sure it's pointed yeah absolutely I'm always very like aware of where, what, what I'm trying to say or if you know whatever it is I'm doing it's very conscious and.
0: and as as the the names that you're doing it for get bigger and the expo- exposure that any individual project can have, like what kind of excitement are you are you having in terms of where it's headed? Um, in this vein, too, yeah. that, that you're kind of, I mean, I don't know. Are you a role model for like young I, creatives in general? Or I maybe I mean, women? You know
1: what? Women, maybe I get emails sometimes that, Girls that start I was just like, wow, I feel so hopeful, you know, and that's cool, but I would never think like it's mind blowing that somebody would think I'm a role model. Like I'm a I'm like I feel like a kid sometimes. Like I I started doing this at a late age, like nineteen, you know?
0: It's not that
1: late. It's not that late, but I don't know. It's always hard to see yourself as like, oh I'm important. Like I don't know. That's weird.
0: Yeah, so it's all coming from a very just honest place where yes. this is the only...
1: That's this, my truth, and if somebody wants to like agree with it, that's cool, you know?
0: Well, because I mean, you were telling stories about how you were in the middle of shooting a music video and people on set, you were telling them what it was about as you were doing it, saying, like, well, actually, you know, the protagonist, female, she actually... She doesn't like this the, the song. Yeah. And it's kind of how about she doesn't like this music. And yeah. then they're all
1: like, wait. Yeah, this is the, the video that comes out soon for Destructo. And, uh, it's super, it's like for the first time in a long time, I made something very visually artsy and there's not a clear storyline and it's, you know, it's a little bit, it's not a new thing for me, but it's, I, it's been a minute since I've done that. So a lot of people that have gotten to know me in the last couple of years through hard, they're going to be like, whoa, I didn't know she could do that. Well, I'm like, well, you should see my old stuff, you know? Um, but yeah, in this video it's a hip, it's very hip hop slash house tune, you know, and there's a lot of singing about money and plane rides and first class things. And, you know, the idea that I came up with was kind of like, what if I try to like do visual and text little insert texts that kind of work against that that that's, you know, it's not important. None of that is important in life. And the way I write videos sometimes, do you ask like, for permission with your creative? Yeah, absolutely. I write very extensive treatments with visual references, but you know, people look through that, they scroll through that. Visuals look cool, sick. Let's go. You know, yeah. <laughs> takes like I'm sure Gary Destructor read it and was like totally on board. But for other artists that are like, fe- if it's like an artist featuring another artist, it's more of a favor. They do a favor for each other, and they just trust each other that this video is going to be dope and that's cool. You know. So I don't think my treatments are like read word by word, but also this treatment was so open and creative that even if you look at it now, I don't think you would be like, "Oh, I see what the point was." She's she's she doesn't care about the money and the you know, and the cars, but you know, there was kind of little subtext in the video that it's not like, really what it's about.
0: Yeah, as you're um, at this point. Is, are you still, you're editing a lot for other people? Is that still no, your main I, way of staying no, afloat?
1: I kind of stopped doing that because now it's, you know, since hard has kind of become my, like, baby a little bit in the video department. Like, I edit all of the stuff for hard and direct and do music videos when I don't do that. It's just kind of enough. It's working out. So I don't have to edit for now for other people. I mean, I'm open to it in the future, but I really would like to that probably like I just yeah I'm a director like I, I love editing my own stuff but I'm yeah. a director well that was that's a, been an interesting topic in
0: other podcasts that we yeah. had too about like when do you start when do you start for a while you have to say yes to everything yeah and like where is this like kind of murky line where you start saying no to things because obviously that's a scary prospect totally but you need to be able to pick that spot because yeah. it starts to become important to say yeah no. how do you feel like you well, what was that transition like? Where, where, where were the signs?
1: I think when I f- started to feel that I was compromising my time to work on my own stuff, that's when I was like, okay, I'm feeling, in the, I'm in a dangerous territory because keep your eyes on the prize here, you know? You might not make as much money as you made last year editing that movie, but... Maybe that's a good thing to just do a ramen noodles year and really work on your own stuff because in the next year, you're going to get more stuff that you want to do, you know? And if it doesn't work out, you can. Go back to that guy and call him again and be like, hey, you know, like kind of poor, <laughs> but hopefully you don't have to do that. But it's like a lot of self discipline and like you really have to say to yourself, okay, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. Okay, if I'm not gonna take this job, I better not sit in my ass and watch Netflix. Like I better go and work on my own stuff. Like you have to.
0: And you're you're doing this, um, you know, as a as a, an individual. Who are you? Who are you bouncing these? big decisions off of like where do you go to get to seek like either advice or or someone to like back you up to confirm Um, what you're thinking
1: i have i have a few friends like my producer ed i definitely ask him you know and my like my dearest friend in the world clint mansell who's like a huge composer he's been around the block and i just like trust him so hard because he has such artistic integrity like i've never seen it in a human being like he never does it for the money you know he does it because this is what he needs to do you know and I respect that and that's why I want to be too that's why I want to become so is is he your biggest role model then yeah I think so best friend and biggest role model for sure that's cool and role models are people yeah. you know yeah no he's just I've never met anybody like him
0: mm. what 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 kind of things have you taken away
1: from him just editing you think, Yeah, stuff. that you put towards your own work. Oh, like stuff that I said no to? No, like things that you've taken from either Clint or other people. Oh, um, probably that, just integrity and just believing in yourself and knowing what, like, what is it that I want to do? What do I want to do? Like, I you know, this job will pay for my rent next year, next, next month, but... Will I be miserable? Yes, <laughs> you know. So okay. Well, let's assess the situation. Well, w- what would I be doing if I don't take this job? Well, there's this other thing that pays me a quarter of it, but I'll be so much more happy, and it'll be a big puzzle piece to what I want to build in the future. All right, let's just do that, even though it's like it's, yeah, way I mean, less money. it seems
0: when you when you lay it out like that, it seems so obvious. But I, I right, I see but people deal with that in, oh in my the wrong God. way.
1: Wrong way. They just, I mean, people get focused on the money and I get it. I get it. I would love to be, you know, just rolling in dough. And sometimes you have to take a job because you literally don't have any other choice. But as long as I still have kind of a choice, I'm going to try to avoid doing these other things that make me sad.
0: Yeah. Sad. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, it even starts to take away from. Your
1: stuff. Not just time wise, but like. Creative mojo, creative mojo, just life spark. You know, you feel like you're off the grid and like, oh my God, what what am I doing? What am I doing? This is not. I'm off track. I'm off track. Let's get back to the prize. What are what
0: are your what do you what do you do when you fall out of like an inspiration inspirational mode? Oof, I do that all
1: the time. How do you get back on? I don't know. I just kind of wait. Like it's just you can't really force it. You know. Like, I, you know, you try to like, oh, I'm going to watch some like artsy freaking movie from France. And it's like, no, nope, that did not do it. All right. Like, I'm going to take a walk. It's like, I'm going to go to beach and sit there and watch the seagulls dive. Like, no, that didn't help either. It's just, I think it just comes and goes. I mean, plain and simple. Or you can just sit there and force yourself and just write words. You Are know? you the
0: type that if something is coming in the middle of while you're busy
1: with some other thing, you, 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 you make stop? a note. You, like, kind of let
0: that override whatever it is that you're doing?
1: A little bit. I definitely, like, have weird notes in my phone. They're just like, what, Like, what is that? What, what am I talking about here? But this is interesting, you know? Yeah. I mean, if it comes, I definitely. But also when it comes and you feel like, whoa, that's a good idea. Like, you just know. And you can just put a pin in it and come back to it later, you know?
0: Yeah. Are you, Um, where are you trying to push it now?
1: I hope to make a movie there's this I've written a series like a web series that I try to I'm trying to get made um it's comedy and then writing a movie that's a dark comedy. We'll see I mean that's where I want it to head but it's hard like I'm ter like once again I'm terrified. What are the challenges? It's like how the hell are we gonna make this happen like I don't know like no movies get made just like that anymore like it's insane and so are the challenges more? I guess, financial and logistical versus... Yeah. It's like, like who's going to believe in me? And then, like, I'm a girl, you know. It's, it's a lot of, like, like I know that's, like... When you say that, what do you mean, really? It, it's harder for women. It is. It. I mean, you look at, like, the statistics, it's like... The numbers are insane. And it's like as much as I, I've always been like, oh, that can't, that's whatever. Like that will, that's, that's bullshit. But as I get older, I realize that like all these people that have treated me like a little girl, you know, um, I thought it was always because I was a little girl. And now as I'm older, I'm realizing like, I'm not little anymore. You're treating me like this because I'm a female. Like this is not about my age anymore because How I'm, often is I'm you- getting old, you know. How often is that happening? A lot. More than I would want to admit. What does it look like? I mean, just... It could look like anything from people writing me a cold email, calling me Alex, you know, thinking I'm a dude. That happens a lot. To when I then say, hey, I'm a female, and my name is Agatha, and Alexander is my last name. To then the tone changes completely to, like, Oh, xoxo smiley face would love to work with you it's like it's just like i can do business without that you know it's like i don't need the exos. like i'll do it when i know you and we've met and i fucking adore you i'll xo the shit out of you but if we just met like let's not like come on like i i'm not a fragile butterfly you know
0: yeah are there are there do you try to combat it or are you just like i can't change this
1: I, I think it's completely pointless like I don't think it's changeable like I sometimes get super down about it because sometimes things happen we're just like damn like what is going on here you know like I'm never gonna win this but I don't know it I think it's getting like more evident with age like it's like wow this really exists but I'm hoping that I can just get past this patch in life and just be like, okay, whatever. I'm just gonna continue doing this and ignore this. And it's like, you're you're stupid. I'm just not gonna, you know. Do you look towards the work that you are doing with a lot of, I
0: mean, a lot of males in in the music industry and just yeah. like feel like, you know what, like I am doing it despite these issues, or it's kind of does it just get hard to look past because it's happening frequently? um what do you mean like do you look back on your on your own filmography and you're like okay i I am accomplishing
1: what i want despite this stuff like yeah as a
0: way to not not let it get yourself down
1: um yeah i mean i'm very proud that it's worked out but like the thing is like i don't really think about the fact that's like oh i did this like even though i'm a woman i'm you know it's like it's i did it and I'm super proud of my work, super proud of it. No matter if I would be a dude or a girl, I'm sure I would be equally proud. And it's kind of like, it's fun, like we talked about earlier, to like use that female thing as my, to my advantage sometimes. It's like, I'll use it because I can. Like, I get away with shit dudes don't get away with. And I'm going to use that, you know? Um, but yeah. I mean, it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Like, we all, have, like, is that that's dealing with what you've been dealt. Yeah. To your, and hopefully if you're using it in a way where you're allowing yourself for interesting creative ideas and executions that yeah. aren't, other people aren't able to do, it would be a, a shame if you didn't.
1: Right. And i have like, I'll, I'll always dress nice when I go and, you <laughs> know, go work with people. I'll always, like kick it up a notch because i can why wouldn't i why wouldn't i yeah
0: um and so you want to be moving into into movies was that how far along did you realize because i think you've you've said
1: that music videos yeah. was the thing and you've known it right i for a long time where mm-hmm. do you
0: start to realize that other genres are interesting to you
1: i think it was um I think at a certain point, I realized that music videos is a, it's, it's becoming a dead end. You know, what makes you say that? Because the industry is just so weird. You know, with like, every with the music industry first of all going whack with everything the music videos suffered but then also you know all the when all the 5ds and all that stuff came out like a few years ago and everyone had a camera and everyone was a music video director and everyone's like well why the hell did I spend like six years in film school when now like everybody is a freaking music video director you just kind of like um along all these uh There's a lot of music video directors that are absolutely just in it to be a music video directors with gun fingers and like, uh, 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 like I'm a cool guy, you know, like I'm, I'm a music video director and um, like, there's such a large group like that, that I just feel like, God, I don't want to be grouped with those twats. Like, I don't want to be mistaken for that guy, you know? So now
0: them coming onto the scene kind of like made you reevaluate what? type of films you want to be making
1: yeah because i care so deeply about my music videos like people make music videos so easily and just like whatever like we just shot this like whatever in your backyard with my iphone and it's like made a video i'm like cool i worked on this for three months like just writing it you know it's like that's how i approach it and i'm just passionate it's like i make sure every freaking detail is to like the extreme I mean, it's I'm extreme. So I realized, like, maybe my mentality does not belong in the music video world. Maybe my mentality needs a bigger, you know. Like, I think movies is maybe where I need to head. And also with, like, the hard trailers and, like, some of the music videos I've done, I realized that storytelling is really fun for me. Like, I love telling stories. So... I didn't, like, when I started out, I was like, nah, I don't want to make movies. That's, like, not in my interest. But now, for sure, like, I can't, can't wait. Have to. I have to graduate, you know? I feel like I've been in college for too long a little bit.
0: Well, it does. I mean, it's a natural progression. Yeah. Especially with the the way that you take skits. Yeah. And, like, you know, in 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 a genre that averages two and a half minutes and your stuff is... Averaging ten, yeah. <laughs> uh, where where more than half of the of a music festival video is talking, is yeah. talking, with, yeah, uh, with no music, right? And it's like these ridiculous skits that end yeah. up getting a lot of traction, yeah. Um, it just seems it seems natural from seems over here, natural, yeah. But it was not a plan.
1: No, like I how mean, how much
0: are you a career planner versus?
1: Uh, I was very much into like oh, I have goals and this and that, but then I realized, um. When that doesn't happen, when you have like a dream and that dream falls through, you get really bummed and you feel like your world just shattered, you Mm -hmm. know? So I discovered that I really wanted to work with this one specific artist and that was like the end of all ends and I met him and we got to know each other and we were gonna do a music video and then we kinda had it falling out and it didn't happen. And it cru- I mean, it crushed me. It crushed me. And then I realized I'm never setting a goal ever again, because I mean, now looking back at it, it was for the best, maybe like it doesn't bother me anymore. That didn't work out. But at that time, it was like it was the one. end. It was the end for me. I was like, I can't believe that just didn't work. You know, I was like that was I was meant for that. But it's so interesting. No, I mean, I've, that's happened to me. Yeah. So I just don't want to set any goals anymore because I just don't want to be disappointed. Like I'm I'm going to work hard no matter what constantly. But I don't know where it's heading. Right. Well, you're saying not going to set goals, but that that's not I don't know. Right. That's I a mean, misnomer for sure. like sure. Like I would love to make a movie, but I'm assuming that's going to happen. But it's not like I'm not done until I win an Oscar or two. Like I'm not going to do that. You know?
0: So then what does it actually look like for how you move forward in, in, with all this creative stuff?
1: I just, I'm just going to keep creating, keep making weird things, keep writing, keep writing, writing, writing. And then hopefully something gets picked up. You know, somebody will say, I'm going to give you a shot and then I will be ready because the script's like right there. Like, OK, here it is. This is what I want to do. Done. Let's go. You know,
0: what's your writing process like?
1: Um. Right now, well, usually for it depends. Music videos, I'm completely alone. Don't no input. You know. Um. Hard trailers, very much like that too. Like I.
0: They're kind of a music video
1: esque. Yeah. Of All the dialogue is like. I have a rough outline and then we improvise a lot and see where it goes, you know? Lately, it's, we've been sticking to the script a lot and I'm just, like, shocked. Like, the, like the, all the DJs really want to stick to the script. I'm like, please, like, forget the script. You sound like an idiot. <laughs> like, stop remembering the lines, you know? But uh, um, with uh, movies and uh, the series, I've like actu- longer format. Yeah, I've ha- I have, like, uh, these two friends that I actually casted for a hard trailer. Like, I cast my friends, apparently. Like, I do a casting call, and that's how I make friends. Uh, So (laughs) I I made them the the Valentino Khan's mustache in a hard hard day of the dead trailer. And since then, we've just kind of bonded, and now we meet, like, several times a week and just write together. Because they're so great at spitting dialogue that it's just invaluable to me. Because I can write dialogue all day long, but... When two people come into the room and you can do a three-way dialogue just right then and there, it's so natural. It's like, well, this is how a conversation would be, you know? So is it
0: like you you enjoy like setting up situations that yeah. that, that you're...
1: Yeah, we kind of go through our script and I say, okay, we're in the car. This is what just happened. Like, this is what we need to have said. This, this is the end goal. This is what we need to inform everybody in this scene, like... Let's see what happens. Okay, I start, uh, you know, and then we just, yeah. That's
0: really interesting. So it's a lot of, it's not a lot of actual writing. It's, it's no, a it's discussion. Act, yeah.
1: And then we record it, you know, and then sometimes. They like to go off on tangents that I just, like, shake my head. And it's like, okay, you hate it? I'm like, yeah, I fucking hate it. It's like, okay, okay, okay. And it's like, we have to start over. And uh, then I, you know, they leave. And I listen to, like, three hours of conversational recordings. And pick out little things that Frankenstein together into a script. Wow.
0: I, I have not heard of anybody using this approach. Have you? Like, where, where did the idea to do it this It just way-
1: kind of grew naturally for us, you know? It's like... We met, and it was like, God, I should be recording this, you know? And then I started recording it, and then it just kind of escalated into that work way.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. I'm uh-
1: Because they were talking so fast, sometimes they couldn't keep up with the typing. It's like, oh, that's so good. It's just what you just say. Like, and I just was like, oh, my God, I have to start recording everything. So my phone's just filled with hours of just us, like hanging out, and sometimes we go off on tangents, and I was like, oh, I hung out with this chick last night, it's like, oh my god, this is like 30 minutes of him telling us about his relationship, (laughs) it's like someone goes to the bathroom, we eat, we forgot to turn off the recorder, you know, it's long, long recordings.
0: Well, it's good, I feel like um, it's exciting to see where it's heading, because I think that it was heading there... (laughs) anyway just yeah your videos just keep getting longer and the skits (laughs) start over like the ratio is like two to one at this point yeah um so i think it's 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 good it's it's fun thanks so much for being on thanks man and um it's always fun working with you and it's it's cool to uh hear a little bit about the backstory